Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Vezes Hashem BPW, Shear number 44, Bais Pnimi, Shear for Women, Shear number 44. Uh, we talked a little bit about last year, about how certain concepts and deep Torah thoughts could be brought down into our practical day-to-day lives. And that makes learning and and um, understanding Hashkafa and understanding what your role is as a, as a, as a, as a Jew, as a Jewish woman, to have real, real depth and meaning and true connection to Hashem. And all the more so when you look at marriage and you look at the brachas that we make for the Kedushan and Sheva brachas. And I know what happens a lot in life is people delve into the Sheva brachas and very often when it comes to Eifrus and Chasanas and Sheva brachas, you say a lot of Taira talking about the brachas of Sheva brachas. But we rarely, when we listen to these things, we know, okay, they're talking about a newlywed couple going on a, a trajectory in life as a life lesson to start off. But for us that's been married for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, even 40 plus years, we we don't really place value in Sheva Brachas. Our own Sheva Brachas was so long ago. What does it have to do with our life? What does it have to do with my marriage? And the truth be told is the very opposite is true. All of us, even if we're married many, many years, could take lessons from the brachas of Sheva Brachas and the lessons thereof to apply it practically in our day-to-day life of married life with everything that we've been through thus far. For those of us that already went through raising children, even marrying off children, and, and, and all those aspects, there's still so many, so many valuable lessons to be learned from those things. So we're going to talk a little bit about that here. The Masada Kedushin makes a bracha by Kedushin, which is fascinating. It says, that he commanded us to keep the mitzvahs regarding forbidden relations. He prohibited us from having relations with those who are merely arusais, which means engaged. We're going to explain in a minute what that is. And and he permitted us to have relations with those married to us through chuppah, which is uh, married canopy and kedushin. And then you say baruch Hashem, Yisrael, blessed is Hashem who sanctifies our people through chuppah and kedushin. And it's fascinating. This bracha is the only one that talks about what we're not allowed to do, what's prohibited. Every other mitzvah discusses what we're going to do, to lulav, halal, so on and so forth, lahadak ner shal shabbos, positive things. Here, it's telling you something that we're not allowed to do. This is one of the rear, rear brachas that says, v'osar lanu. Tzivonu al means that we're not allowed to have forbidden relations. And v'osar lanu asarusai, sarusa alone does not allow us to be with our husbands or wives. Now, what is this arusa? This erisin means engaged, but not like these days where you just have a vart and engage. Even a tenoyim, which is a stronger bound, that's not what erisin is. Erisin is under the chuppah. We do it now in one stage when the husband gives the wife a, a ring and says, That creates an, a kedushin. In the olden days, there was a break of even 12 months between that Kedushin and the Nisuin, where they didn't live together. The proper full marriage is called Nisuin. 
Like we said, these days it all happens by the chuppah and then yichud and that's all. But in those days it was separate. And the idea being in separate in time. And this engaged couple, the Arusas, they're, they're prohibited at that point still from engaging in sexual intimacy. And it's only after the chuppah, with the kalabing tahar, from her nida period, and so on, that's when they're permitted to each other. So the question is, is why did the halacha create such a scenario that binds a man and a woman together in an exclusive relationship as an orus? He is engaged to her where it is a real strong bond to the extent is, is that there's a, a, a znus on a then and, 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 and the wife strays even that it's more even the more stringent is a chi of skila, so on. So the question is, is like this. Why did Halacha create it this way? That it's binding a husband and a wife together for, an, in those days, it was an extended period of time where they're not allowed to enjoy physical intimacy. They're connected, but they can't enjoy physical intimacy until there's a full nisuin of chuppah and kedushin. And it's still two separate halachic entities. Even though these days we do it all under the chuppah, like in very close to one another, but, but it's really separate halachic characteristics. And the answer is, and this is something that we could take for us for life in our married life, is that kedushin, the betrothal, like we say, that establishes that, that, that fact that there is a soul union between a husband and a wife. It is not as visible as nisuin. Kedushin shows a light of an exaltedness, of a soul connection between a husband and a wife that defies physical expression. It's beyond physical expression. It is, in a certain sense, deeper than the suin itself. It is a soul connection not yet manifested in a physical connection. And then once we have that, then we proceed to the suin, which is a full-fledged marriage, which opens up the gate to physical intimacy and life as a married couple. So what is the lesson behind this? not just for a new couple, but for us who are married so long, is that Kedushin brings out, emphasizes, underscores that marriage is not a conventional relationship. It is the exact opposite of what we have these days in the, in the secular world as hookup culture. Basically, hookup culture is that we're friends with each other, but we have that benefit. Let's, a, a, a male and a female, they'll become friends, they'll get along, and they'll say, you know something? We might as well be sexually intimate and, and enjoy the pleasure of one another. Why not? Let's hook up. And the basis of Torah marriage is saying the opposite of that. Kedushin. What is Kedushin? It is a extended, in those days especially, and even our days, in theory, we have to have that mahalach, that it's an extended phase where there's no sexual benefit. They can't even be biyichot together. They're not allowed to be alone together during that time. So long after the wedding day, even with us married for a longer period of time, the Kedushin reminds us that even when life is challenging, even in mundane ways, our marriage is not seemingly prospering right now. There are bumps in the road. The Kedushin tells you that when your husband took the ring and put it on your finger and said, Kedushin, that I'm, you're, you're betrothed to me with this ring, 
with the laws of Moshe and Yisrael, what's happening here is that you become husband and wife on a pure soul connection. Whether you feel it in your heart right now or not, emotionally or not, it is a metzias. It is, that is what it is. It is unlike any other relationship that may end when it doesn't seem to serve our purpose. We use this, this is a, this is a way to face things together to realize that there's a deeper connection beyond what we could even comprehend. And that helps sustain a marriage, even when it's going through difficult times, that our souls are connected, and we could always get back to that point of that soul connection. Just like when it comes overall to tshuva, where someone feels so lost or so down or so, frankly, dirty, I've sinned so much. I fell so much. How am I ever going to fix it? How does Hashem love me when I am so flawed? And in reality, where precious diamond, you can heap garbage on top of it as, as, as high to the sky. The diamond remains a diamond. And all you have to do is excavate all that and you have that pure diamond or fresh spring water that is not soiled by anything else. It's just deep underneath the surface and you reveal it. And our marriage, the soul connection, is pure. And if we get to the point where we work on ourselves and we get the guidance and we daven and we turn things around, we could go back to that soul-pure connection. And that is what the Kedushin is trying to tell us. Now going to the bracha that we make both by the wedding and by Sheva brachas, Baruch Hashem Alekeinu Melechoylam by Rei Pri It is People think, okay, it's just an introductory thing. We say Bar Piagofen whenever we want to drink wine, or by every Kiddush, Yontu, Shabbos. So he was saying it also by by Yechasno, by Sheva Brachis. But in truth is, is that Bar Piagofen is an intrinsic part of the Sheva Brachis, and therefore it's an intrinsic part of our marriage. And like I said in the beginning of this year, you could be married for many years. This lesson applies to us equally strong. What is the idea of wine? Wine is nichnas yayin Wine enters, it could cause secrets to come out. And what happens is the spracha reminds us that a chassan in kala, just like wine, with the essential aspect of the grape, that is what a couple does, both man and woman, husband and wife together. They set their focus on the panemius of it, on the side of it on their spiritual and emotional connection. And when they have that essential bond of the physical, of the spiritual and emotional connection, that's when ultimately physical intimacy does flourish in a healthier way, in a fulfilling way. And that's what happens. Sometimes that grape has to be squeezed and the secret comes out, the panemius comes out. Now, in the first years of marriage, Sometimes a couple could experience a fiery, hormonal, charged, physical relationship that goes great in the early years. Sometimes it comes easy with some couples. Other couples, it's not so easy. There's an initial awkwardness, a learning curve, an experience to get used to it. So again, it doesn't mean you're less connected intrinsically if that happens. But ultimately, in the early parts of marriage, usually the physical relationship is more fiery, hormonal. And later, it becomes more mellow. Mellow is not a negative term. It just means just like, um, you know, uh, uh, wine, the agafen. 
The compounds break down over time and reconnect. They form new structures. It creates a finer taste in the wine as it ages a certain point. Our marriage relationship is similar to that, where it constantly involves. There's ups and downs, of course. But through it all, this physical intimacy is a time of unique connection, but has to be backed up with the spiritual and emotional intimacy. So yayin is something that could debase a person. When you're drunk, you know the story with Noyach, you know the story with people, terrible things that can happen if you use wine the wrong way, causes drunkenness and terrible acts. Yet, we elevate the wine by Kiddush. It's a chilek of our mitzvahs by Shabbos Kiddush, by Sidorim, by the Bar Goffin, by Echassan and by Sheva Brachas. That is uplifting that wine, bringing it up, bringing up the physical pleasures of physical intimacy to a high level. And this is what the Shalah brings down. The Shalah in Shnei Luchas Abris, Shara Oisius, Ois Kuf, Kedusha Sazivik, he says the following. He says, with the, when a couple is intimate and does it in a holy, pure way, it is extremely holy, and it creates an effect in the upper spiritual realms above. You do down here a Kedusha a little bit, as much as we're capable of. Above, you'll grant it a greater level of Kedusha. You're being holy. Because I am holy. And then he says a line like this. Every single marital union, a physical union between a husband and a wife, is similar to the union that Adam and Chava had, who were formed directly in Hashem's image. So the zivig, the very marital union of a husband and wife, creates a holiness. It sounds strange. And again, this is not contradicting the idea that it's supposed to be, and it should be, and it needs to be, and we should strive it to be physically pleasurable, even to the extreme, very great amount of physical pleasure. The Hana itself is part of the Kedusha. As long as it's not the end-all, be-all, it's not the goal, but the experience of the sexual pleasure for the higher purpose of uniting with your husband, a husband with a wife, L'Shem Shemayim, that creates a special high Kedusha. It's like Oynik Shabbos. When you're eating those delicious foods on Shabbos, it does not take down the Kedusha. It increases the Kedusha. Same thing over here. And we see from here that marital relations, fulfilling both the great mitzvah of of having children, but also the great mitzvah of Oynik, which is a husband's obligation to provide his wife with sexual pleasure. And this hiskachus, this elevating every detail of our life, including this one, highlights that the sexual intimacy is where this hiskachus is very crucial. Sigh if it leads to actual conception of a child, and sigh if it doesn't. And the most important sex organ is the brain, pretty much. That's what we all know. And the quality of intimacy has to do of course, with being valued and cherished and respected and safe and cared for. 
It's when a grape, you squeeze it out, and then you take care of that to whatever you know the wine process is that you can learn to take care of it till it becomes refined wine. We have to do the same. What happens in the bedroom is nourished by what happens in every other room in the house. When we're calm, when we're happy, when we feel fulfilled, we fuel our intimate relationship. And, and similarly, loving expressions, whether it's kissing, hugging, cuddling, no less than actual intercourse itself, it leans and it lends and it gives meaning to every other aspect of our life. A soul animates the body. A husband and wife shared emotional bond animates their physical bond. That is the healthy balance of connecting with one another. And therefore, it's also important to connect with hugging, kissing, cuddling, all these things, sustain a marriage, even when one is not intimate. It's very, very important. And as we said, emotional intimacy, much like physical intimacy, varies from couple to couple, varies even for the same couple at different points in their life. But it always is a feeling of closeness, a closeness that invites a vulnerability, a closeness that invites a sense of security. It provides a license to share personal feelings, to feel assured that your husband or your wife will show understanding, affirmation, care, and emotional intimacy, like physical intimacy, is about closeness, trust, respect, tenderness, passion, also exclusivity, you're mine and I'm yours, a safe haven, an Uri Miklat, an oasis, you're the eye in the hurricane, but that perpetual eye of the hurricane, things could be swirling around like crazy around you, but you're in that eye and you are calm with your husband, with your wife, you are one, and you'll work things together. And what you share with this person is unique. They will always have your back. You will always have our back. So this first bracha of Bayre Pri Hagafen emphasizes, not just for the chasen itself or for the shev brachas itself, of all our lives. All our lives were connected to that Bayre Pri Hagafen. To realize we have an outer shell, the grape. That's an external expression. But within it is the wine, is the deep, precious wine, the profound, emotional, spiritual connection between a husband and life that leads to a healthy, intimate, physical life as well. And that is something that we can learn, and we need to learn, and we can practice, and we need to practice, and to recognize, and to value, and to cherish. So here is another example of two brachas we talked about today. One is the, the, the Kedushin itself, that idea that the bracha says you're not allowed to have physical relations at this point yet. And that shows you that there is a deep marriage bond that's beyond the physicality. That's something that's always needed to be remembered throughout married life. And then that to recognize that, yes, you will have that physical intimacy later, but it's always a revealed connection of a unique, deep soul connection that is beyond anything physical. That is a connection of souls. And to bring that out and to access that and to, and to, and to enhance that. And the second one is Bayer Piagofen, of taking the wine, which could be 
go sink a person all the way down, to elevate it up. You created the fruit of the vine. I'm saying this specifically by a wedding and specifically by a shevrebach, specifically by a marriage to take the wine, which sometimes could symbolize base physical pleasures, and I'm elevating it. I'm bringing it up like the Shalah says. You're a Kaddish. And like we said, and we said many times, this Kedusha is when, even when, and especially when, yes, you're enjoying it immensely. And you want to enhance that physical pleasure. Again, not as a selfishness, not as an end in and of itself, but it is a chilek of it. You know, the the, the Egle Tal was a, a safer on Hilcha Shabbos. He writes, it's a famous Agdama that that he writes, people think that if someone enjoys learning a lot, the mitzvah of Limer Atayra, that if you enjoy the learning a lot, it takes away from the schar of the mitzvah, because you're enjoying it. And the Egleital explains in that Agdama that no, that the pleasure, the enjoyment of the mitzvah is a chilek of the mitzvah itself. Yes, you're not learning so that you should enjoy it. You're learning it because you would learn whether you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. But when you're experiencing that joy, it's a chalik of the mitzvah and it makes the mitzvah even greater and enhances the mitzvah. Same thing with this. It can't be the end result, the physical pleasure of it. can't be totally with your mind being centered in that area. But the bottom line is, is that when you are together and there's the Kedusha of like what the Shalah described, like we explained before, then Adaraba, the more physical pleasure that's experienced by the giving and receiving for one another, that enhances the mitzvah, that increases the Kedusha, not decreases it. It makes it higher and more elevated, like Oynik Shabbos. Bracha Natzlacha.